Welcome to the Serene CEO podcast. My name is Ashley Camilla Harrison and I'm your host for today. I'm an intuitive mindset coach and Reiki healer and the founder of the Serene CEO. I'm super passionate about guiding soulpreneurs to success through mindset, energy and soul. I guide you to step out of the old business paradigm and step into the new way of doing things. So letting go of the hustle and creating and running your dream biz from a space of alignment and flow. I'm so pleased to have you join me today as we discuss beautiful topics to help you accelerate your success as we dive more into mindset, talk about the woo-woo when it comes to business and how to align yourself with the life that you want to create. Serenity is your success and I cannot wait for you to get started. beautiful listeners and welcome back to the Serene CEO podcast. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're going to be chatting about how I healed my anxiety holistically. If you had listened to the very first podcast, you would know that anxiety played a huge role in helping me become a mindset coach and also it helped me go on and of course helped me find my purpose to empower women. Um, my very first year in business, I was actually an anxiety coach um, but I pivoted into being a mindset coach because I realized that it was um, a label that I was no longer wearing and I was struggling to relate to my ideal clientele. And also there was something deep down inside of me that was being called to to work as a mindset coach and to, to of course, I would still always attract and I still am always attracting clients who experience anxiety so I can help them with that. But for me, it was more about being a mindset coach because I noticed that most of my clients that were coming to me were coming to me because they had anxiety, but it was manifesting from their mindset instead of um, being a physical ailment. But mine was very much debilitating. It was a physical, mental, emotional anxiety that I had. And I'm going to dive deep into the topic today so that we can so I can obviously share shed some light on anxiety on how you can actually overcome it naturally and also if you know anyone who is currently going through anxiety I really recommend that you share this podcast with them because there are going to be some very helpful tips in here and also just some advice or just helping you to see your anxiety in a different way um I'm very happy now that it's become a lot more open and people speak about anxiety a lot more when I first had it it was very taboo I didn't even know what it was so if you do know someone who's struggling I really would love it if you'd share this podcast with them because there might be something in here that is going to help them overcome the anxiety or just help shift the way that they are seeing what it is that they're currently experiencing I know there's been so much anxiety at the moment due to COVID and there's so much unrest worldwide so anything that I can share with you today, I really hope that you enjoy this podcast and that you get some helpful tips from it. So I'm going to talk about my anxiety story um, just so that you can understand my journey with anxiety and obviously how it led me to being a mindset coach. So when I was about 20, um, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. So I was at varsity at the time, I was a student, I wasn't listening to my body, I was so unaware, so self-absorbed and I was partying late, drinking all the time, not nourishing my body, not looking after it, just really doing typical student stuff and one day, out of nowhere, my anxiety just arrived and I remember feeling dizzy all the time, my heart felt funny, I didn't... I didn't understand what was going on. I think the very first clear time was I was actually driving to the gym and I just felt really weird and like sort of out of sorts. 
and you guys would definitely if you have anxiety you'll be able to relate uh, depersonalization it's such a big one where you feel like you're watching your body from like so from another perspective you don't feel like you're in your body and i'll dive deep into that to just explain what it actually is but basically i felt like that and then i got to the gym and i got onto the treadmill and i was like no so it just felt something felt so out of off time felt weird i don't know it was such a strange experience and i called my mom and i was like mom i'm coming home there's something wrong with my heart and i thought it was a hard thing and it took a long time for doctors to actually diagnose that it was generalized anxiety disorder it took about six months so that's when it first started and um after that uh, they actually put me on prescription medication for it they put me on Paxil and with this podcast I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't be on medication for your anxiety I was for a while for at least four or five years and it it helped in a sense I never really it made everything just feel neutral. So I didn't really feel happy. I didn't really feel sad. I did sometimes feel anxious, but it wasn't like an extreme anxiety. So it just numbed everything out in a sense. And I um, actually chose uh, to wean myself off of it, but I'll get to that at a later stage. But it just numbed everything out, but it definitely did serve its purpose. And if you are someone who's taking anxiety medication, that's fantastic. If it's working for you, I'm very happy to hear that. Um, this is just my anxiety story and what happened and why I went off the medication and then ended up healing my anxiety naturally. But of course, I do believe that medication serves its purpose and I would never be where I am today without it. So it definitely played a role in my anxiety journey. So I'm definitely not telling you to... <laughs> To let to you know to leave the medication behind if it is helping um you know the doctors that you go to know best um but this is just like I said my anxiety story and if you are someone who wants to go off your anxiety medication I strongly recommend you do it with a doctor because you cannot just go cold turkey it is a very very painful and ugly experience from what I've been told so definitely if it's something you're thinking of doing you need to do it slowly you need to be supervised so anyway so. I was put on um, prescription medication and I really didn't want to take it but at the end of the day I knew I needed help and I wasn't as aware as I am now of the things that you could do to help your anxiety I was so like unaware as I said so I ended up taking the medication um, for a few years and um, while I was still on the medication I graduated from varsity university and I went traveling overseas to go work on the yacht. So yes, for those of you who watch Below Deck, I was a stewardess for three years and I worked on the super yachts overseas. It was a really incredible experience. It was a very full on role, um, you know, working 18 hour days, you're always on your feet. It was very high paced. And um, I'm surprised that I didn't even have more anxiety attacks while I was on there. But I had an anxiety attack late one evening and my chief stew, which was the person who was in charge of me, gave me a documentary called Food Matters. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it, but it's an incredible documentary by a couple in Australia. They've created amazing business around healthy eating, healthy mindset, all of this fantastic stuff. And I watched the documentary and something inside of me clicked because in this documentary, they were showing how people who had diabetes or had cancer or had um, other ailments were able to heal themselves by making different choices, different lifestyle and food choices. And something Sammy went, if they can do it, why can't I heal my anxiety like this? So I spent the next year really learning everything I could about eating well. I mean, I'd always been a healthy eater, but um, I had, but my diet was always been quite high in sugar, even though it's healthy. So like, you know, for breakfast, I'd be having fruits with muesli, with yogurt, with honey. Um, 
you know, and then those sort of things. So it's a very like natural high sugar diet, which made my blood sugar levels all out of balance, which obviously can contribute to anxiety. But anyway, so I don't really dove deep into look, looked at what I was eating, what could cause anxiety from a nutrition um, perspective. And I also started doing yoga again. It's something that I tried in the past now and then, but then I really started diving into it. And I made different lifestyle choices. I stopped drinking so much. Drinking was a huge trigger for my anxiety. And I actually even ended up avoiding alcohol for about two and a half to three years because it triggered my anxiety. And I just, I loved how I felt without alcohol. And it really, really helped with my anxiety. So even now you'll barely catch me drinking alcohol unless I might have a glass of wine or dinner or maybe a glass of bubbly. But it's very rare because... um alcohol actually still to this day can trigger my anxiety the next day especially if I'm feeling hungover so I really tidy up my diet I made different lifestyle choices I decided I started going to the gym we were at a, um, a port uh, in, in a marina and they had a gym there and I just started making different choices and after about a year of doing this I noticed that I wasn't anxious anymore so I started to wean myself off of my medication very slowly very gently as I said it's something that you need to do with the doctor and be supervised and um, I started weaning myself off and that was it I stopped my anxiety medication and everything was perfect for a whole wonderful year so um, after about a year of my medication maybe a little bit longer I decided to come home from the yachts because I'd been there for three years and I really wanted to to come home and get some roots and start. I knew I was going to come home and start my own business. I just didn't know what it was going to be yet. But I, um, so I came back and then I rolled in a, in a course to be a nutritionist because I was like, well, majority of what I'd done to heal my anxiety was food related. So I came back to, um, to study nutrition and also to work a few um, jobs in you know in the corporate office nine to five and that sort of thing. And um, I'd been home for not too long I don't think um but anyway I was home for about a month or two and then I lost my period and now you can imagine as a 26 year old losing your period is something like okay what is going on and it actually disappeared for two and a half years but how this ties in with anxiety is that after a few months of losing my period my anxiety came back and this time it was way worse than the first time the first time I had anxiety was very physical with the feelings the sensations the heart palpitations the you know that fear that dread that irrational like phobias all of that and the depersonalization and then and then this time when it came I had all of that but I had all the mindset stuff around it I had OCD I had suicidal tendencies I had these terrible irrational thoughts that would consume my mind and they became very obsessive and compulsive um and it was it totally freaked me out and I went back to see someone of course and they were like you need to go back on your medication so I started crying because I'd done all this work to heal myself and not be on it and I even went all the way to the shops I bought it and when I got home I actually put it in the bin I was like there must be another way deep down inside I was being called to work on my anxiety holistically and I was like there must be another way so I spent the next eight months really looking after myself I did a whole gut health cleanse I obviously um went to go see nutritionists I went to see a therapist I went to um reflexology I went to a shaman I went and saw all these beautiful people to try and help me figure out a why I was having anxiety like this because it was 
very, very traumatic anxiety that I was experiencing. I even had to spend two weeks at home with, you know, in my mom's bed, like sharing the bed with her because I couldn't, I just couldn't be alone. So it was a very traumatic time and it was about eight months of this really like gut healing, fixing my hormones. It taught me so much and helped me become so self-aware and really grateful for, for everything around me. And I remember towards the end of before my anxiety disappeared, I was driving one day and the sun was just um, coming through my car window and it was just on my arm and something just said to me, you're going to be just fine. And I was like, I know it because I'd started to notice that my anxiety was easing now and I felt like I was coming towards the end of this anxiety journey that I had embarked on and it literally disappeared um, very quickly, almost as quickly as it came back, it disappeared and... Um, and after doing all that that deep healing work, it yeah, it was really a phenomenal experience. But it disappeared, and I have not had anxiety like that ever ever again. So it's been about it's been about four years without it. Um, and it's not to say that I don't have anxious days because some days I do. But now I know exactly what I need to do, um, and also I know how to realize and I've obviously learned how to detach from my thoughts because most of the time our thoughts are the ones that create anxiety but when we learn that those thoughts don't define who we are and there's something that's just fleeting in our mind and we don't need to pay attention to the ones we don't want things really do shift so that was um yeah so like I say it does come back sometimes but never as bad as it has been and it's been about four years since I've had that kind of anxiety so yeah so that's my anxiety story and today I wanted to obviously explain anxiety from a holistic point so we're going to look at anxiety from your mind your body and your soul because those are all three levels so basically your mindset your nutrition and your your spiritual your soul level maybe you know we're going to look at anxiety from all of those because anxiety is so interlinked and those three components all play a role within each other so we're going to discuss it from that side, point of view and I'm going to start with explaining the anxious mind to you and explaining how anxiety can be triggered just by our thoughts so let's talk about understanding the anxious mind so this is a quote that I came upon a while ago because I was um, actually used to hold yoga and anxiety workshops and I found this quote when I was doing them back in the day and it was, the best use of imagination is creativity. The worst use of imagination is anxiety because as you'll know, when we are anxious, um, the reason we are anxious is because we're continuously thinking about the future and we're always thinking worst case scenarios. So I found that from Deepak Chopra. I thought it was such a lovely quote. So, okay, so understanding the anxious mind. So everything starts out as a thought and our thoughts determine our mood. So you'll know when you think about something, you will either feel anxious or you'll feel happy or you'll feel conflicted. Everything that you think about can cause an emotional response in the body. Anxiety is also living in the future. So um, we use, so basically we use our thoughts to focus on the future and what we think about can determine how we feel in the present moment. So um I'll elaborate. So for example, if I had to ask you now to close your eyes and think about a happy family holiday that you went on, maybe you were at the beach, maybe with your kids, your partner, you went for a swim, you were lying in the sun, you just had the most amazing time. When you think about that memory, notice how you feel in the present moment. You feel happy, you feel at peace. But now if I had to ask you to think about 
something that's happening in the future like let's say you're thinking you think that you might get fired from your job or um you know that your you your loved ones might get sick when you start thinking about that kind of stuff notice how you start to feel you start to feel uncomfortable anxious nervous and that's because your thoughts whether you think in the past the present or the future they affect how you feel in the present so um, our thoughts actually what cause us to be anxious because when we think certain things um, especially when we worry and we think about things that could happen and especially always the worst case scenario we are creating anxiety in the body in the present moment so the conscious mind um so this is just talking a little bit more about the the um mind so the conscious mind basically your mind that you're aware of can only think one thought at a time so it's impossible to think a negative and a positive thought at the same time so when it comes to anxiety when you're aware that you're thinking thoughts that are creating your anxiety you can change those thoughts because your mind can only think one thought at a time and that single thought that you're thinking can create what you're experiencing um and then also what's important to know is that our bodies have an emotional memory as well so they remember things that happen so if you had a traumatic experience in the past and you find yourself in a similar situation your body is going to produce the same similar reaction to what you had and that's why when i had a panic attack one day when I was driving, it was the one and only panic attack I've ever had. I had a lot of anxiety attacks, but this was the one big panic attack. And I was driving, I had to pull over on the side of the highway here in Cape Town, and it wasn't the nicest area that I had to pull over. It was on the side of the M2, um, right past one of the townships. And I had my anxiety attack there. So now every time I got in my car to drive, and I went near that place, because now I can't exactly remember where I pulled off, but any time I get near that place, my body gets anxious because it can remember. So anytime I'm near that place, it's got an emotional memory and it, I start to feel anxious around that area because it has an emotional memory, which is crazy to think. So during that time, I actually have to tell my body, Dora, you're safe. It's okay. That was something that happened to you back in the day. You're different now. You've worked through anxiety, all of that. So really got to make my body feel safe in that situation. And then... Also, we can create new neural pathways. So what happens is um, when we continue to think a thought over and over again, um, it can create a neural pathway in our brain. So it can connect how we're feeling with a reaction. So that's how habits are actually created because you almost like short circuiting the, you know, what you're doing to make it like simple and second nature to you. So, you know, when you started driving, you you had to be you were very conscious of your driving you checked your seatbelt your lights you were like very aware and then as you got used to driving everything became second nature as soon as you get in your car you put your seatbelt on you just know that you need to um you know put the indicator on to move into the next end it all just becomes second nature because what you've done is you now created a neural pathway that is now um like almost helped everything become second nature and that's what can happen with anxiety too is when you continue to think anxious thoughts about something as soon as that topic comes up or as soon as you find yourself in that similar situation you will have that response because you've now created this neural pathway in your brain so the secret to actually um when it comes to having an anxiety mindset and how to how to shift that and become serene and calm is to realize that we have the power to change our thoughts and that is where one of the secrets to healing anxiety lies it lies in the ability 
of being able to change the thought or become aware of the thought that you know is causing your anxiety. Um, if you know that thinking about money makes you anxious and you need to change the way you are thinking about money and you need to change how you are responding to it because that's very much what's happening is we have the power to change our thoughts and when you're able to change your thoughts that's when you're able to stop having that anxious experience in your body um so also what's really important is to is to figure out if you don't know obviously is what is triggering your anxiety and um why is this thing triggering your anxiety um and also to look at your anxiety from a place of of almost i want to say this is what i did i saw my anxiety differently when i started to realize that it was a message from my body that something was out of balance or out of alignment. So I know a lot of people say that when you're anxious or depressed, it's because you're out of alignment. So when I started to see that and I started to recognize that anxiety was simply a message from my body telling me that there was something out of balance, that helped me see my anxiety as more of a friend than someone that I something that I was trying to resist. Because when you try and resist your anxiety, as you know, it persists. So what you resist persists. So when you try to ignore your anxiety, you try to suppress it. Trust me, I tried to suppress it for years because I didn't want anyone to know I was experiencing. I was embarrassed about it. It just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So what's important with anxiety is recognizing that it's a message from your body that something needs to change. Whether that you need to slow down, you need to look after yourself better, you need to work through a past trauma or a past life, something um, coming up whatever it might be recognize that anxiety is a message from your body that something needs to change and start to explore that because for me I know in the beginning when I first got my anxiety I wasn't looking after my body I was staying up late I was drinking I was doing all the things that were actually aggravating my anxiety and were throwing my body out of balance so obviously anxiety came from that and when I started to figure out what was triggering my anxiety and looking at okay what is my anxiety trying to tell me then I started to get the message okay my anxiety is telling me that actually this work that I'm doing doesn't suit isn't isn't in integrity for me because I'm feeling anxious because I'm working really late hours and my body actually needs that time to sleep or um, alcohol is triggering my anxiety or coffee or caffeine because it's making me feel nervous and jittery, so I need to cut that out because um, my body needs time to heal from those from those certain foods, whatever it might be. So it's very important for you to recognize your anxiety and not suppress or ignore, but rather invite it in to be something that is t that is giving you a message as to what you need to do in order to bring yourself back into balance. So almost, I'm not going to tell you to be befriend it in a way. But be curious about it and just know and trust that it's a message from your body and that your body is telling you this through anxiety that there's something that you need to heal within. It could it could be like massive changes, you know, lifestyle changes, or it could be something so tiny like you need to remove gluten from your diet. I had a client back in the day when I was being an anxiety coach and she had anxiety simply because she was eating gluten and as soon as we removed all gluten out of her diet her anxiety disappeared it's, it can be as something as simple as that or it can be that you have actually you you haven't been quite aware of what it is that you are going through or, or what these choices that you've made and 
sometimes we put ourselves in situations and we're like i know i'm out of integrity but i'm just going to keep doing it and then your anxiety grows and grows and grows so it's important to know what is triggering your anxiety and how you can overcome it um cool so let's dive into food for your mood um as i said i want to talk about anxiety from three aspects from your mind your body and your soul so that was very much about the anxiety mindset and realizing that your thoughts create your anxiety and when you Sorry, if you can hear that noise, it sounds like someone's drilling next door. Um, so if you can hear, yeah, so if, you, so if you're aware that your thoughts can create your anxiety, so you can change them and then also to become curious about your anxiety and what message is it telling you? What do you need to do in order to heal your anxiety? Okay, then obviously I want to talk about food. And the reason I want to talk about food is because food was the was one of the biggest tools I used to heal my anxiety. And um, obviously that's why I decided to become a certified naturopath nutritionist. And um, yeah, because food was something I used to heal my anxiety and I knew that I could help um, other women heal their anxiety from food too. But also needing to include mindset and mindful practices and um, and looking at your emotions and your uh, things on a soul level so like past life past traumas those sort of things all three of those are very interlinked so I started to be a nutritionist and um, so when it comes to food and this was also something that one of my clients all my clients actually said was the biggest shift for them was food because I have a program that I actually haven't let go of yet called serenity it is on my website and it's my eight-week um, healing your anxiety program naturally so I give you all the tools that you need to do and a meal plan recipe ebook mindful practices all that beautiful stuff for you to actually go and heal your anxiety or to manage it um, from a holistic sense so I still got that program and I don't think I'll ever let go of it because I know that anxiety is something that is um, prevalent and it's also going to continue to happen so if you do want to go check it out definitely go take a look at my website for the serenity program it's just going to help you overcome and manage teach you the ways to heal and manage your anxiety in eight weeks but so food also played a big part in the serenity program because like i said there's a meal plan and recipe ebook but in this podcast i obviously want to tell you how food can affect your mood because like i said it's one of the things that all my clients that took that um signed up and joined serenity said made the biggest difference for them was realizing how food actually affects them on a mental emotional and physical level so food is so much more than we think food has the nutrients of course that we need to function to feel our best self and obviously to bring our bodies back into balance because food is literally the nutrients and vitamins we need to survive as humans and i think we forget that we just see um, food as a source of comfort or a way to bring people together or it's just something that we have to do i know i went through a phase where i was like oh i guess i'll just have to eat because i need to i really didn't connect with food i didn't enjoy it i didn't have this love for love for food like my sister has um but it's only when i started to realize how food can help us heal and that each bit of food that we eat has vitamins and minerals that can help our body function that can help our body heal that can help us feel our best selves that's when i really started to tapping into you know started to connect more with food and just see it for for more than what it was it's it's there for us to feel our best and obviously the foods you cho- choose are either going to help you with that or they're going to um or they're not 
you know what I mean? So I don't like to label things as good or bad foods. It's either for me, it's nutrient rich foods that are going to give you all the nutrients and vitamins that you need, or it's nutrition, or it's nutrient poor foods like processed foods, things that are being stripped of their nutritional value, which is a lot of white flour products, sugar filled products, um, processed foods, canned goods, all of that stuff. Most of that stuff has been stripped of their nutritional value, so you're not going to get the the best nutrients and vitamins that you need from the from those foods and you need nutrients and vitamins to feel your best to bring your body back into balance so it's very important that when you're eating a diet you're eating a diet that is very nutrient rich which obviously comes from your veg your complex carbs your fruits um your healthy fats all of that so what happens with anxiety when it comes to food is that nutrient deficiencies play a role in the development of anxiety so if you are someone who doesn't eat a nutrient rich diet or you don't eat a variety of different nutrients because if you literally eat the same food every single day you are only going to be getting those vitamins and minerals you're not going to be getting other vitamins and minerals that you need from eating a variety of foods so what happens then is then you obviously get a nutrient deficiency and this can affect how the body makes serotonin and adrenal hormones, all which govern your mood. So it's important that you do look after your health and you do eat a nutrient-rich diet and you swap and you rotate what you eat every four days or so so that you're getting that um, complex variety of the nutrients and vitamins because when you are deficient, whether that's in vitamin C or B or you know, or D, whatever it is, these can affect your body's ability to make serotonin and um, and other feel-good good hormones, which obviously govern your mood. So what causes nutrient, nutrient deficiencies? Um, as I mentioned, is basically eating the same foods over and over again, eating nutritionally poor diet. So like I said, when you're eating a lot of processed foods, um, canned goods, um, sugar-filled products, all of that. Also poor gut health. If your gut is struggling, to if you have if you have a lot of bloating and flatulence and digestive issues chances are that your gut is struggling to absorb nutrients so you could even be eating the healthiest diet ever but if your gut is struggling to absorb the nutrients you could become nutrient deficiency so that's why gut health is also so important and i know you guys will have most of you would have heard about how the gut is so strongly linked to um to our this to our minds to our they call it the second brain so our gut is so strongly linked to to anxiety and for good mood so it's important because obviously 70 percent of our serotonin is actually produced in the gut so if you are struggling with gut health then your body might not be able to make the serotonin you need to have a good mood to feel good so you could this could then result in anxiety and depression so it's very important that you look after your gut health and then also stress can cause nutrient deficiency because when you eat and you stress, your body doesn't digest of the food properly and your gut struggles to absorb the nutrients. Um, also, stress quickly depletes B vitamins. Um, actually, stress, alcohol and sugar all quickly deplete the B vitamins and B vitamins are so vital for your mental well-being. So that's also something to be wary of is that stress can definitely contribute to to anxiety um yeah so like i said obviously it's important to know just what you're doing that could you be depleting nutrients that you need for a healthy functioning nervous system
Cool. So um, that's a little bit more about food and just how, from my perspective, um, you know, how I was able to heal anxiety with with my food is that I, you know, I started eating more well-rounded um, diet. I also, um, also tried to find a balance in every meal. So actually at the time that this anxiety came back, I was a vegan. Um, and I really thrived off being a vegan. So that was, it was wonderful. And, and, but then I started to get really sick. <laughs> I started to have like gut problems and, and all of this stuff. And I didn't want to believe it's because I was a vegan because I really love being a vegan. And the thing is that some people thrive off being a vegan and some people don't. And I was not one of those people. Um, and I, that's also actually why my period went missing for two and a half years is because I wasn't eating any animal protein. And surprisingly, I went to go see a nutritionist and she told me, and you need, you need to, she said, you need to start eating meat. And she said, you eat meat for three months and your period will come back. And true to her word, three months after eating meat, my period came back. So it just made me more self-aware of how my body, you know, what my body needed. And like I said, some people thrive off a vegan diet and they're very healthy on it. I was just not one of those people and I missed the signs that my body was telling me. So no wonder my anxiety came back as well. It's because I wasn't giving it all the nutrients that it needed to to feel safe so yeah so very very interesting how food can actually play such a big role in our mood as well and actually how our body functions because all that was wrong with me was that I didn't have enough nutrients in my body and I lost my period for two and a half years so it's absolutely crazy to see how food really really affects our health and what we do going forward um so just for um yeah so I think what else um yeah, so basically that's that's basically what it comes down when it comes down to food is being mindful of what you're eating and making sure that you're eating a nutritional a nutritionally rich diet where you have a variety of vitamins and minerals and that you have and that you're managing your stress, which I'll we'll go into a few tips and tools now on how to do that. And just really looking after yourself because anxiety is a very uncomfortable emotion and most of the time it's coming up because there's something that we're missing. You know, we being we being too hard on ourselves, we are stressing too much, we're worried all the time, we're not looking after ourselves, and we're burning out, and these are all messages that our, anxi- that our anxiety is trying to teach us. So here's just an example of a calming morning routine that I recommend, and something for your, and a bedtime routine as well. This is something that I started implementing when I had anxiety, and it's one of the tools that I wanted to give you guys today, because how you start your day, and how you end your day, sets the tone for the well sets the tone for your life in a sense because your life is made up of moment to moment choices but it also just helps you find that calm and that serenity and that peace that you're looking for it helps bring in some more mindfulness into your day and it's really something that I found to be super helpful when I was going through my anxiety so when it comes to a morning routine for anxiety and this is something that I hope that you guys start implementing from today and let me know what the difference or what the results are for you but I always like to start the day with lemon water or a green juice. I definitely avoid coffee because coffee stimulates and triggers my anxiety and my nervous system. Um, so even though, so stimulants actually is, is a big part of what you need to remove when healing anxiety. These come in the forms of obviously sugar, alcohol, um, caffeine of any sort, which can be found in chocolate, green tea, normal tea, coffee, of course, matcha. All of that I feel is very important that you avoid those, especially if you're experiencing debilitating anxiety, because even though they might not cause anxiety 
in itself, what they actually do is they create the symptoms that feel similar to anxiety and then you feel anxious because of that. So it's very important that you remove those. Um, and it's something that I obviously teach my clients um, or taught and teach them in serenity is that you need to remove those stimulants from your diet and just at least until your anxiety disappears and then slowly start reintroducing them if you know you really can't go without your cup, your cup of coffee. So I always like to start the day with lemon water or green juice um, just to, to wake up the body, to just get, um, you know, wake up all the organs, get things moving um, and not have caffeine because when you have caffeine, then your whole day you're going to start to feel anxious. I also like to move my body, but this is up to you. Some people like to move their body at the end of the day. Some people like to in the morning. I'm more of a morning exerciser because that's when I have my most energy. So I like to move my body then. Then, of course, as I said, ditch the coffee because it can definitely aggravate your anxiety. I think it's also very important to have a nourishing and balanced breakfast. And the reason that I know most, some of you might be like, but I don't want breakfast. That's fine. I've always been, um, listen to your body. But if you are skipping breakfast and you find you are overeating at lunch, um, then you definitely need to have something small in the morning because then your body is starving for nutrients and that's why we overeat if we miss a meal so i also feel why it's important to have a balanced breakfast is just to balance your blood sugar levels for the day as well because blood sugar level balance um blood sugar levels that are out of balance um can cause obviously like sugar crashes and you have these ups and downs and you can be like anxious and then feel like really sad and anxious and really sad so it's very important that when you start your day you start it with a nice nourishing balanced breakfast whether that's oats whether that's eggs on some glute um on some rye bread sourdough with some avo and mushrooms or even if that's a nice smoothie that's got protein powder and some berries and maca powder and ashwagandha all of that good stuff so whatever you need to do but i do recommend having a breakfast especially because when you are having going through anxiety your adrenals are also very let's say stressed out because <laughs> they're continuously trying to produce cortisol to keep up with this flight and flights and fight or flight syndrome that you're in when you're anxious it's continuously like this anticipating something's bad is going to happen so your adrenals are super taxed and it's important that when you eat that helps your adrenals and it supports them whereas if you're missing meals your adrenals have to like kick in more to help your body keep keep up with this cortisol um that you obviously you know that's being produced in your body from that so when you eat those three meals or you know six small meals you're actually nourishing your adrenals and looking after them um which is really important and obviously mindset practices i think are so important in the morning whether that's meditation doing visualization journaling affirmations any of that stuff that feels good to you i recommend that you at least do one mindset practice in the morning um even grateful is a fantastic one to do and then one of the big things that most of my clients are like, no, but I can't do this. It's that there's no email, social media or news until after breakfast. And I say that because when you start to look at your emails or your messages, you will immediately find something that is more important than your morning routine. So your morning routine goes out of the window. You spend the whole day stressed out, trying to catch up just in the stress mode. And you never take that time for yourself. And having a morning routine allows you to take that time for yourself. So I mean, it doesn't have to be a long morning routine at all. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, that's all you need. Um, also social media, 
can make you feel very down on yourself, can make you judge yourself, feel not good enough. And then you obviously go into a day feeling very low and depressed um, or anxious because you're like, well, that person's doing this. Why am I not there? It's a lot of comparison, judgmental stuff that you don't want to start your day with. And then obviously news, all news, well, majority of news is negative unless you subscribe to a happy news channel. So news can also dampen your mood because you take on the energy of what you're reading as well. So I highly recommend that you avoid all of that. And then for bed, so sleep is so important, especially when you have anxiety. And I know a lot of people struggle with insomnia when they have anxiety. It's something, luckily it was something that I didn't, but a lot of people do struggle with it. So what I recommend is go to bed earlier than normal. And when you get your get to bed, I want you to de-stress. So whether that means journaling or writing your to-do list, because I know what happens is most, most of us lie there and we think about all the things we have to do and then we can never sleep. So if you feel if it feels good to you, write a to-do list for tomorrow so that's out of your head. Journaling, um, meditating, doing some breath work before bed is also fantastic. You literally want to de-stress from the day. So you want to do an activity that is gonna help you release that stress. Um, you know, even using essential oils is really fantastic for for before you go to bed. Um, frankincense and lavender is great for anxiety. Um, they really, really can be helpful. So, um, so you can obviously look at using essential oils to help you fall asleep. Um, and then also other tips is be mindful of what you watch before going to bed because obviously, if you're watching something violent or something that's very action orientated or triggering you will take on that energy and you won't be able to fall asleep because now you've watched something like this and then also be mindful of what you eat before going to bed you know like if you have a chocolate in the evening that might be the reason why you're starting to fall asleep or if you have something that's very full of sugar can also be the reason why you're not um falling asleep and actually i forgot to mention but also if usually if people go to bed after 10 p.m they get a second wind so that's why you also struggle to fall asleep is because you get this like second wave of energy so it's important to make sure you're in bed and preferably sleeping before 10 p.m otherwise you get the second wave um and then the last thing is to turn off or silence all electronics because whether you know it or not if your phone is pinging while you are sleeping your body is reacting to it and that could disrupt your night's sleep so that is um yeah so that is basically the the um tools that i wanted to give you and basically just a beautiful um anxiety routine that you can follow which i think is super helpful obviously you know having that morning routine making that time for you just really starting your day feeling calm connected and present is really going to help you throughout the day to maintain that level of calm and then having an evening routine where you do something to de-stress is also super important so that you can let your day go um, and now I wanted to talk a little bit more about anxiety on a soul level. I will talk about anxiety as an energy because all our emotions, um, emotions actually stand for energy and motion and anxiety is simply that anxiety is, it's actually not an emotion in itself. It belongs to, um, fear. So most of the time anxiety is actually, um, an emotion that is coming off of fear or guilt or shame or disappointment anxiety is like a secondary emotion to those so it's important that you recognize that anxiety is simply an emotion that you're experiencing but behind anxiety is obviously another emotion um of fear of shame of guilt so you need to work with that emotion at that level in order to release the anxiety so what are some ways that we can shift our anx anxious energy well when you when you're feeling anxious 
know that it's an energy and emotion that you need to process and work through. So obviously you can think about it on a mind level. You can be like, okay, my thoughts are creating my anxiety. Let me choose other thoughts. You can look at it from your food and be like, okay, what am I, what do I need to do? What do I need to eat today to help with my anxiety? And then you need to look at it from an energy perspective. So how can I shift this anxious energy? Because you know that even if we change our thoughts, sometimes that anxiety still sits in our body. And some of the ways to do that is grounding, which is walking on barefoot, going out, walking on the beach, um, in nature, in your garden, just really grounding and walking out barefoot for five to 10 minutes will do wonders for shifting that anxious energy. Breathwork, also fantastic thing to do. Um, journaling, also great. You can be like, why am I feeling anxious? What is triggering my anxiety? When you journal, you can literally discover what is what it is that you are struggling with what might be triggering anxiety and when you become aware of your triggers you can also shift it which is so powerful shifting your anxiety and its triggers you know because when you're aware of what's actually causing it you can then remove it which is fantastic um moving your body is also a great way whether that's yoga or um you know whether that's yoga or exercise or anything that's going to help you shift that anxious energy so those are just some ways to shift that anxious energy when you're experiencing it um most of these things obviously i say i teach in serenity which is a program i have not let go of yet even though i'm no longer an anxiety coach but i just i just know that it is such a big part it's something that i created um you know my first year and in business and i know that a lot of people do struggle with anxiety so it's something i never wanted to take away in case people needed more support around anxiety so yeah so that is basically just some helpful tips and tools that i wanted to share with you guys today on anxiety and and knowing that anxiety is a comfortable emotion it's something that that can take hold of you it can disrupt every part of your life i know that i've been there it's been really uncomfortable it's really hard to navigate but during this time I want you to be kind to yourself. I want you to be gentle. I want you to love yourself, to, to give yourself the best, you know, nourish your body, connect with yourself, figure out what your triggers are. Because once you know what's triggering your anxiety, you can move it. Like I knew it was alcohol. I also knew that it wasn't, it was because I wasn't looking after myself. Um, it's, yeah, it's, there's so many things that can trigger it. So it's important to recognize what is triggering your anxiety. And like I said, it can also be a past trauma that's coming up now to be healed or, you know, worrying about something that might happen in the future, which actually most of the time never even ends up happening. Um, but we get sucked into that mindset. So when you feel like you're going through an anxiety spiral and you struggling to change those thoughts, I want you to try and meditate first um, or take breath work because actually when you breathe in and you try and hold your breath you can actually disrupt the flow of thoughts so if you think you have an anxious thought now try and breathe in and continue to try think the, th the thought that you were just thinking it's impossible you can only seem to count how long you're holding your breath for so unless you really force yourself while you're holding your breath to think that thought but what happens is it then helps disrupt the flow of those negative thoughts because I know sometimes our minds can go wild and they just keep running and running and running and you're like, I can't get out of this anxiety spiral. So by doing that, I want you to go and do an activity that is requires you to move your body or do breathing or something so that you're not in your head and you take moving your energy down into your body. So whether that's meditating or um, doing breath work, like I said, or, or yoga or whatever it might be, that's something that's definitely going to help you get out of the anxiety spiral. So 
Um, yeah, so I hope you guys found this podcast today to be very helpful. It's just something that came um, from me, just very light, conversational, um, uh, just to recap, because obviously it's been quite a long podcast. When it comes to healing your anxiety holistically, like I said, there is nothing wrong with taking medication. Um, it served a purpose for me, and if it's serving a purpose for you, absolutely fantastic. But what could be great is to help with your anxiety is to add these beautiful lifestyle and these these mental, um, you know, this mindful practices, this eating for your mood, looking after your gut health, um, connecting to your body, exploring your anxiety because it's a message that's coming up. All of these can be really helpful in helping you overcome and manage your anxiety so that one day, you know, you might... You might not even need your medication anymore if that's your, you know, if that's what you want. So hopefully this was really helpful. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah, just to recap, like I said, obviously when it comes to your mindset, be wary that your thoughts cause your anxiety. So just notice what is coming up. Um, and you know what you're thinking about that's causing anxiety. Nourish your body. Feed your body good foods. Um, nutrition rich, nutritionally rich foods. Um, and and also look after yourself, connect to yourself, ground yourself, really just be present and slow down. Because I think that's the majority of the time what anxiety wants. It's, it wants us to, to slow down, to just reconnect to ourselves because we, we like miss ourselves, you know, we're so unaware. And through my anxiety journey, it helped me become so self-aware and so connected to myself. And um, as I said, that's when I realized I really want to empower women too, to be able to overcome their struggles. And I did, I was an anxiety coach and obviously, like I said, I do have the, the anxiety program, Serenity, but I was then called to be a mindset coach because my anxiety and I'd been able to overcome it and I knew my purpose was to empower women. I knew that I needed to move forward and away from anxiety in that sense so that I could go on and empower women to overcome any struggle that they might be facing, regardless of whether that's anxiety or poor, um, you know, uh, good, not good enough wounds or worthiness wounds, or whatever it is that might be coming up for them. So um, just sending you guys all love and light and know that anxiety is just a chapter in your journey. It doesn't define you. It doesn't mean that you're broken. It literally... It doesn't mean any of that. It's just a message from your body helping you reconnect to it. So know that, like I said, you're not broken. It's just a chapter and you will come out of it a whole lot stronger and a whole lot more connected to yourself, which is absolutely incredible. Okay, send you guys all so much love and I will see you in the next podcast soon.